The Minnesota Wild lose for the first time in regulation since the Winter Classic. We talk about their loss to the Winnipeg Jets. Plus, the Minnesota Wild ranked with one of the best farm systems in the NHL. All that and more today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild. Your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free. And Locked on Wild is available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we recap the Wild's 2-0 loss to the Winnipeg Jets and talk about why, despite coming out of the gates slowly to start the second half, there's no need to panic for this Minnesota Wild team. We also look at how the Wild got one of the best-ranked farm systems in the NHL, according to The Athletic, and... Is it time to turn Capo Kakinen into the number one goalie for Minnesota? Welcome to today's show. My name is Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite sports teams here in the state of Minnesota and now focusing full-time on the Minnesota Wild. Happy to have you along for a Wednesday edition of the show. Yes, last night's game was a little bit of a bummer. As the Wild end up losing 2 nothing, First shutout of the season for the Wild. Um, coming off of their first shutout um, that they uh, had on the season. First time they were shut out last night at the hand of the Winnipeg Jets. And uh, a lot of physicality in the game. And it's becoming more and more clear as we go that really one of the only things that can slow the Minnesota Wild down is lengthy layoffs. So they had the all-star break uh, after finally getting the schedule back and rolling consistently. uh, The Wild had the all-star break and uh, as a result, um, now have to kind of try to get back into rhythm um, after last night's loss. Not... Not the best of performances by the Minnesota Wild, to say the least, but at the end of the day, not uh, not anything where we need to, you know, throw up the caution flag or um, panic by any stretch of the imagination. It, it, we, we've just become so accustomed to seeing this Minnesota Wild team light everybody up that they go up against. And, uh, you know, coming into the game, Winnipeg obviously had this one circled on their calendar for what the Wild did to them the last time these two teams squared off, where the Wild won 7-1 to one at home. Obviously wanted to uh, avenge that loss. Uh, this Winnipeg team also, you know, they, they don't have a particularly strong fondness for the Minnesota Wild. So that uh, kind of bled over into a couple of different uh, skirmishes between these two teams out there on the ice. And, you know, we've, we've come so accustomed to seeing this wild team give great efforts every single night. You know, every team is susceptible to not having their best game 
on every now and again. I mean, geez, the Carolina Hurricanes, who the Wilds will host on Saturday, they just lost to the Ottawa Senators. So off nights happen, and uh, at the end of the day, the biggest thing for the Minnesota Wild is going to be how they respond, how they bounce back on Saturday against a uh, much higher quality of opponent in the Winnipeg Jets. So we're not going to spend a whole lot of time dwelling on this game um, because at the end of the day, the Wild had chances despite um, despite the shutout loss. The Wild had chances pretty much um, the entirety of the game, and uh, it came down to a couple of weird bounces if they uh, – if they had an opportunity with uh, Ryan Hartman with an opportunity to score, if they cash in on that, then uh, the game takes on a whole different complexity and maybe you end up uh, having a different outcome here tonight. Uh, Dean Evison saying after the uh, the game that the team lacked will tonight, which um, I think is is probably a good way to describe it. But, you know, we, we look at the whole scope of the season for this team and everything they've accomplished this far, um, bouncing back from the winter classic loss to go nine Oh and one in their last 10 games. Um, I think we just kind of assumed that, uh, that the results would just continue to pile up for this team and that there wouldn't be, um, any sort of stumbling blocks, uh, at any point here during the season. But the end of the day, it is the national hockey league and uh, things happen that you don't necessarily expect uh, to have happen sometimes. And so just got to regroup, just have to um, put this one behind them. Um, obviously, the start of a you know, busy month of February with a lot of road games mixed in. So the Wild will get a chance to get some revenge on the Jets next week. Uh, but for now, all they got to do is just put this one uh, in the rearview mirror. Now, the big thing to watch from last night's game, and uh, we'll talk about Capo Kakadin's performance uh, in a little bit. The big thing to watch is going to be what the NHL does uh, for Marcus Felino, and if he receives any discipline for the uh, the fight in which he uh, he ended up. Uh, taking it to a member of the Jets after uh, some previous instances uh, and altercations that happened during the game. This was a physical game with a bunch of scrums that happened. Uh, And so we're hoping that Foligno doesn't get suspended for too long. It seems pretty likely that he probably will get at least something for that uh, that play, but... um, at the end of the day, we really can't react to it until we know what uh, what the punishment is going to be. So I don't take a whole lot from last night's game. Uh, Connor Hellebuck did what he needed to do to come away with the win, but at the end of the day, the Wild still had chances. This was just one of those rare nights that those chances don't lead to goals. So on to the next one. Bill Belichick made that a um, a, a phrase that um, is I don't think used enough. Um, we're on to the next one, and so I'll I'll steal one out of his book after a kind of flat game against Winnipeg. We're on to Carolina. 
And that's, I think, the mentality that the Wild have to take is just flush this one, get Matt Dumba back for uh, for Saturday's game, wait and see what's going to happen with Marcus Foligno. And we're on to Carolina on Saturday. So a tough loss to start the second half, but just another game on the schedule. And the Wild have plenty coming up to, uh, to try to right the ship. Uh, now, we will continue the conversation because maybe it's time to uh, – to talk a little bit more seriously, and I know we did um, here yesterday in talking about the uh, the goalie splits and how the Wild need to uh, to play this out between the uh, between the pipes and um, Capo again was uh, was great tonight, and so maybe we need to just kind of turn the page and uh, start giving Capo more of a chance to continue to help this team. We'll talk about that more coming up next here on Locked on Wild. We've flipped to the month of February, and a lot of people are starting to run thin on their New Year's resolutions. But if you're continuing to stick to yours, whether it be to eat right or to look a little better, Built Bar is here to help. Have you tried Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of the best-tasting Built Bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallowy, not just a protein bar, but they are also a treat and covered in 100% real chocolate. Plus, Puffs have great flavors, including churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, and many more. Remember, all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, including Puffs. And most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Your average candy bar contains around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of carbs. So if you're looking for a great treat to help you accomplish your goals, head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, and again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. Just a reminder, Locked on Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, continuing to recap last night's loss to the Winnipeg Jets by a score of 2 to nothing. Capo Kakinen, again, stood on his head, and uh, despite giving up just the one goal, uh, was saddled with the loss, but uh, as friend of the show, Brett Marshall, uh, tweeted out after the game, Capo uh, Kakinen should be the Wilds' uh, number one goalie going forward, best goalie that they have on the roster right now. Um, should still continue, as, as I said yesterday, to play him and Cam Talbot as a tandem, but uh, starts should be something like 60-40 in favor of Capo uh, Kakinen, and I can't argue with that. You know, we saw really good things from Cam Talbot uh, last season. You know, going into the year, that was the one thing that the Wild needed from their goalie tandem was you just needed them to go from, like, dead last to even league average and uh, felt like the team could be really, really good. We saw that last year, and now this year, the goaltending has been more near the uh, the 20 to 25 range uh, for this team. And uh, thankfully, the offense has been uh, third best, uh, which has led to the team being able to continue to win. But after 
that performance against the Winnipeg Jets, uh, it's pretty clear that we're seeing Capo Kakinen really turn a corner here uh, to where he can be not just a backup goalie, where he can legitimately give this team a, uh, a good chance to win uh, on any given night. Um, we, we talked about it again in yesterday's show. The, uh, the run that Capo is on had a uh, 6-0-1 record in the month of January. And uh, that included the likes of going to Boston and beating the Bruins, beating a Bruins team that's in the playoffs right now. Uh, he went to Colorado and was able to help the Wild take that game to a shootout, a game they ultimately ended up losing, but Capo uh, only gave up one goal in the shootout too. So played well against the Avalanche in that game. Um, also ended up uh, being able to beat the New York Islanders. Now on the surface, the Islanders not having a great season, but they were playing better going into that game. And you add that with tonight's performance, just one goal allowed. Um, the second goal that the Jets scored was with the empty net. So just the one goal allowed, and that came on a Jets power play. Capo, I think it's safe to say, is having the uh, the best season of the two goalies. And so it's fair, it's absolutely fair to say that he deserves more of the starts than uh, Cam Talbot does at this point in the season. Now, Talbot, obviously a ton of wins this year, 18 of them. And so trying to reward a guy for uh, for winning a lot of games is certainly... You know, certainly the tendency of uh, of teams is to try to reward good performances. But at the end of the day, this team has a ton of games coming up, and you got to go with what gives you the best opportunity to win said games. And uh, it's just it's trending more and more towards Capo Kakinen um, every time he uh, he steps out onto the ice, gives the team more than a good chance to win every time he's out there and that's no coincidence is because he is uh, is starting to pick up more and more starts uh, and is really really earning uh, additional playing time so I'm with you Brett thank you for uh, for getting that horn going um, with uh, with Capo uh, because you know you look at um, some of the other numbers uh, for Capo in the game, he uh, was seven of seven um, in high danger scoring opportunities. Um, he uh, he saved all seven of those chances uh, against him against the Jets. Uh, expected goals allowed was two point eight five. So uh, with him in net, uh, the Jets were expected to score uh, to score just under three goals, um, and so. Capo's goal saved above expected was 1.85, which is uh, just about two goals saved above expected is really good. So another great performance, another indicator that Capo needs some more starts here down the stretch. And we'll see if uh, Dean Evison and Bill Guerin oblige and uh, and give him what he's looking for. So going to be uh, a lot of fun to... Um, going to be a lot of fun to see how this plays out over the uh, the next few weeks see how the start split goes if it's 60 40 
even if it's, you know, 55-45 in favor of Capo, I'm, I'm hugely in favor of that. 60-40 would probably be, probably be ideal. But uh, if, if I know what Bill Guerin and Dean Evason uh, are doing with this team, they, Capo's performances are not going unnoticed. And he was the, one of the sole reasons that this game stayed one nothing up until the end. So did, uh, did his job to keep the team in it. Let's, uh, let's reward the performance. We are going to finish today's show talking about the uh, Athletic naming the Minnesota Wild one of the three best prospect systems in the entirety of the NHL. So uh, we will jump to the prospect world a little bit to finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right up to the big game this weekend. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, the NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live, real-time updates of current games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new, amazing offers available for the 2022 season, such as this one. The odds are in for the Super Bowl. Will the Bengals and Rams score more first-half points in the Super Bowl than total goals in the NHL on February 13th? Right now, the NHL is the favorite at minus 140, but first-half points in the Super Bowl is currently at plus 110. You can find that and more great odds at Bet Online, where the game starts. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. And uh, we'll finish by talking about a recent article uh, by uh, Mr. Scott Wheeler of The Athletic. Now, he has been doing prospect rankings from 32nd to the NHL all the way up to the top and uh, has been doing those rankings uh, each and every day on The Athletic. And so a lot of fans of the Minnesota Wild have been waiting to see when the Wild would join that list. And, you know, you got from 32, you got to 30 to 25, to 20, to 15, to 10. Wild still not announced. So we're like, okay, this is, uh, this is exciting. Where, uh, where are the Wilds going to land? And it gets into the top five. Still no Wild. Five goes to four. Still no Wild. Well, now, finally, the Minnesota Wild, ranked as the third best farm system in the entirety of the NHL. And those of us in the wild media landscape, the wild prospect landscape, the wild podcast landscape, have been saying this since the season started. In fact, Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting came on the show uh, about a month ago, right before, actually it was right before 2021 ended. And we looked at the wild's prospects and said, this is a very deep and dangerous farm system that uh, should start getting some national recognition. Well, lo and behold, here we go. It's it's pretty easy to see why 
Wheeler would rank the uh, the Wild as a top three. I mean, they were ranked number eight in his rankings last year uh, for 2021. You've got the likes of uh, Matt Boldy, who is his top-ranked prospect in the Wild system, who is coincidentally tearing it up at the NHL level right now. So obviously uh, a prospect that is ready to uh, to make a huge statement and already has at the NHL level. So Wheeler just loves what Boldy brings to the mix, and he's showing it off at the NHL level. Uh, you've also got Marco Rossi, the second-ranked prospect, according to Wheeler, in the Wilds farm system. A point-per-game player in Iowa and is going to get a chance to showcase his talents fully at either the end of this season or for sure next year. Third best prospect, according to Wheeler, is Jesper Wallstead. We've talked about him quite a bit here on this show. Um, is just continuing to tear it up um, in any league he plays in, uh, working his way through the Wilds' farm system. He'll make uh, a mark on this team before all is said and done and before too long. Uh, we'll probably end up in Iowa next season, but um, you know has the legit goalie makeup to be a true ace goalie uh, in this system. And just to round out the top five, Carson Lambos, uh, defenseman that the Wild took last year, um, who uh, continues to light it up with the Winnipeg Ice. Uh, and top five, of course, is Kalen Addison, who has split time between the Iowa and Minnesota Wild and looks to factor in substantially with uh, next year's team. Um, and maybe even, depending on how things go with injuries and such, maybe even playing a big role down the stretch for Minnesota as well. So it's not hard to see with a top five of those prospects why the Wild uh, are in the top five because uh, you, you look at where the Wild drafted each of these players. And according to Wheeler, um, he, he says, when the Wild drafted Matt Boldy at 12, he ranked seventh on my board. When they drafted Marco Rossi at number nine, he was third on my board. When they drafted Jack McBain at number 63, he was 22nd on my board. When they drafted Marshall Warren at number 166, he was 71st on my board. When they drafted Pavel Novak at 146, he ranked 76th on Wheeler's board. Even Beckman, who they drafted at number 75, ranked nearby at 83rd on Wheeler's board. And the same goes for Murat Houston-Dinoff who slotted 48th on his list when the Wild picked him at number 37. Um, Wheeler also goes on to say those players gave the Wild an upper echelon group before the 2021 draft. They Then they drafted two players who ranked in his top 15 without a single top 15 pick. Uh, Wallstead was 12th on his board. The Wild took him 20th. Lambos was 15th, and the Wild took him 26th overall. And a third player, Jack Pert, who ranked higher on my list than where they got him. 37th on his board, and the Wild took him 45th. Uh, interesting note just to finish, the Hurricanes are the NHL team that has drafted most closely to how I would in recent years, but behind, but the Wild, Leafs, and Kings aren't far behind. Um, they've got the respect of the league for the job they've done in the three drafts since their first-round snafu in 2018. This is another of my high praise areas for Bill Guerin. Bringing in Judd Brackett and letting him oversee 
the uh, the draft in its entirety. Being willing to admit, not a huge draft guy. And so Garen said, we're going to bring in somebody that is. Let him do his thing. If there need to be any trades made, we'll facilitate. But uh, Bill Guerin, perfectly happy to uh, step aside uh, and uh, and allow Judd Brackett to handle the draft. And I mean, what more can you say? It is more than worked out so far for the Minnesota Wild, and looks like it's going to continue to for the uh, the next few years. So, trying to find a little bit of a positive spin to end the night, despite the fact that the Wild lost to the Winnipeg Jets. So. There you have it, third-ranked prospect system in the entirety of, uh, of the NHL. So we got that going for us and uh, got a lot going the rest of the way despite the loss. So that is going to finish today's episode of Locked on Wild. Uh, a big day for you tomorrow as uh, we've got episodes that we're recording with both Alexis Pearson of the Bar Down Beauties podcast and the Soda Pod, Isha and State of Hoppy will be joining as well. So a two-episode day for you tomorrow. We'll cover a ton of different angles. Uh, can't wait to uh, to be able to record with uh, both Alexis and Isha and State of Hoppy. So looking forward to a couple of great episodes to give to you uh, for your Thursday. Uh, make sure now that your first listen of the day is done that you swing over to the Lockdown NHL podcast. Not only can you hear from Locked On NHL experts about all of their team action going on, but you can also stay as up-to-date as possible on everything going on with the Olympics. So make sure to check out the Locked On NHL podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Just like Locked On Wild, we're available anywhere and everywhere you listen to podcasts, keeping you up-to-date on all things Minnesota here as the season gets going for the second half. Make sure to check out our social media as well. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. You can find us on all of those platforms. Just search Locked on Wild to find everything you need to stay up to date on the Wild all season long. We've got new episodes dropping every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Podcast Network.